The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. We have another episode with you today. We got Brendan as usual. And uh, today we have Justin Volus of Vargas Records joining us. Hey, Justin, thank you for coming on the show. What's up, man? Um, yeah, uh, I'll tell you about s- some stuff um, with the label. Uh, started in 2018. Um, mainly started it to, you know, create the opportunity myself instead of looking for a label. I've worked with uh, Comatose Music. Uh, I was in Abhorrent Deformity. Um, I was with uh, Severed Records, Future Prime Cadaverment. But I wanted to, you know, do my own thing, and uh, glad I did. <laughs> nice. And uh, what, uh, pushed you along to want to do your own thing. Um, I do a lot of hybrid genres. Um, I don't do like your straight, you know cookie cutter stuff like um you know just straight death metal or straight black metal i'm always doing like a combination i don't think that really like sits well with a lot of labels i've noticed that it's just like tougher to sell yeah i well in some ways yes in some ways no um you know you got black and death metal which in my opinion that's a that's a good genre um, That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah it's like, go ahead. Oh, sorry, man. I was going to say, uh, there's like two different types of labels out there. There's like the, the broad spectrum scattershot where they kind of put out a bit of everything. And then yeah. there's like really genre focused, which I like to call tastemaker labels. You know, it's yeah. like they focus on a specific genre and like this is their sound and they find bands that are kind of like underappreciated and put that out there for people to find. And I kind of think that's what, what Vargas is a little bit. Yeah. Um, I focus ma- mainly on um, your hybrid death metal genres like um, black and death metal, death grind, um, even as far as you could say, like war metal. I've been put out some war metal stuff, which, you know, it's like a black and death metal, noise, grind, all that oh, yeah. thrown in the blender. <laughs> yeah, primitive <laughs> fusion, pr- primitive extreme metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how many bands, I mean, you might not know this off your head, but I'm sure you might as well. Uh, how many releases are you at now with the label? Uh, I got to count. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> sorry, sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, technically, uh, technically, I have put out 36. Wow. But um, there are, technically, it's about 40, but three or four of them are not on the internet, if that makes any sense. Gotcha. How many of those uh, are you uh, involved with? Like, uh, I got to count. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I can go on the metal archives. I'm getting as bad as Jerry Moran. Nah, this is, he's in like 64 active projects. <laughs> You're not quite there. Yeah, yet. right. <laughs> I'm not quite as bad, but I'm forgetting. <laughs> Okay, so it started with Volus, um, with Vermin Speak demo. So that's one. Uh, let's say about 
12 or 13, give or take. Nice. nice. So it's like half the label, pretty much. And then four of those releases you put out in the last year, you and I worked together on, which yes. uh, for anyone who doesn't actually know, um, I actually work with Justin a lot to do uh, PR stuff for Bar Guys with my my uh, Cape Dollar production stuff, which has been pretty sweet to, to get to work on those awesome album releases. Yeah, it's been a really big help. That's and then, awesome. Uh, we got what, well, the next one coming out, this, do you want to tell us a little bit of what's coming up uh, Coming up now, the, the new release you announced? Yeah, in, in Parathron, um, Mors Est Veritas, I believe that's how you say it. Um, so. they're, from, uh, they're from Chile, Santiago, Chile. And nice. uh, they're black and death metal. And up my alley completely i got really excited when i talked to them they're not they're not very well known um but they have worked with another label before for their demo um it was called uh mercy for the despicable nice and when does that come out august 27th awesome i awesome. said uh, pre-orders are up now right yep uh Sweet. on cd yep fantastic and then uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, anyone who follows us, you would be familiar with the work of Jared Moran and Nicholas Turner. Um, so if anyone doesn't know, Justin is in multiple projects with both of those musicians. Yeah, amazing musicians, each of them too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, Go Nick us. is... Nick oh, is... Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I had to say, Nick is a beast. Like, he lit a fire under my ass. I always tell them that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say is, uh, you know, like yeah, all the different styles he's got, you know, with like Feral Lord or like Slog and stuff like that, you know, like, and it's just like, you can tell that's him with like, he's just got this like tone and style. Like you just know it's like Nicholas Turner. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just got, he's got like this sort of like, flash to him that you just know you know it's nick like when yeah, you hear yep. it like his, like, lead, his leads yes yeah there's that, always that like kind of wild riff that just spirals out you know what i mean it's like yeah. that kind of chaotic riff that explodes out of it and it's like oh yeah that's nick yep yep and then jared like the dude's drumming is so distinctive as well it's like oh as soon as i hear a project with him like that's jared he, yeah, he hits yeah. it so hard dude he hits the drums so hard yeah yep. It's fast. It's like the he's like he plays complicated riffs incredibly fast. Yeah. You know, you're just like, what? I mean, I can imagine like what that dude would do if he had like like 20 drums in front of him and like 30 <laughs> cymbals, you know, like like I bet you would be insane. Yeah, I remember some some dude challenged him online, being like, you can't actually play that. This is like triggers or something. And then he posted a video being like, watch me. So, it's like people will actually struggle to believe sometimes that he actually plays that fast. Yeah, right, right, and, right. I mean, and he mm -hmm. Go it's ahead. <laughs> he, um, yeah, like he doesn't use triggers. Yeah, and that that drives people crazy. Um, you know the uh, he uses that old death metal trick. I think, I think Cannibal Corpse did it, where there was like the quarter on the kick drum. Or whatever mm. it gives it kind of that clicky noise yeah yep and then people sometimes like get really butthurt about the fact that they don't do anything with their snare 
because like it's, why does the snare sound like that I'm like that's what it should sound like you know like a, a causal intr- a causal intrusion got like I, I remember the comment section on youtube when they uploaded that and people were like 50 percent of people absolutely loved it and the other half were like i hate this <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's great I like it. It makes it sound, you know, it's like it's 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 a unique sound. It's different. I I, I personally really liked it. Yeah, it's weird that too. They like Bandcamp took it off, but like you can find uh, it on. Uh, yeah, it's dumb. That was that was some dumb shit. Like, see, it, I preached to Nick and Jared. I said, "This is why you need to use something like DistroKid. You have it everywhere. And then no, mm-hmm. they can't take it down. They can't take it down at all. Um, but." Hell, that wasn't up to them. That was Void Hanger, but yeah, yeah, I was genuinely like excited for them for working. With you can Void still Hanger. find it on Void Hanger's list, can't you? Or no? No, I think it's off Bandcamp completely. I'm pretty sure. I'll see. And there was like there was no reasoning behind it. It just got reported for some reason and taken down. But like, I I, I can't think of a single reason why. Yeah, it's not on here. It's still on Spotify, it's- I believe. It's on. Also, it's on title. I have it. That's on yeah, title, Spotify, and YouTube, I believe. Oh yeah, dude. I wonder why. Yeah, it got reported, but I, th- I think someone making assumptions about things. Who, who knows? As I say, I have the vinyl, and it's like a bunch same. of like just the same. It's on brand with everything on Void Hanger. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I guess creepy, I... weird shit. You know See, what I mean? Yeah. See, I thought maybe they didn't have it on everything, but they did. So that's good. Well, Voidhanger pushed it. I, th- I think Voidhanger pushed it out. Uh, I don't know if oh, it was yeah. always. I don't know if it was always on there, but I think maybe once it got taken off Bandcamp, it got pushed everywhere else. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some weird shit everywhere. Like, yeah, but it's since, th- since Bandcamp got bought out, a bunch of people's stuff has been taken down. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't that happen to Drag uh, Into Sunlight? I think so. Yeah, I think a bunch of bands had had stuff removed, just stuff that people found offensive for whatever personal reason and reported. It's, it, yeah, the yeah. big one was the big one was Death Spell. I remember when that happened. Yeah. Well, I mean that one. I don't. You know, people have that at least has a more clear cut reason why people reported well, it. You know, because well, the the personal reason of, of the yeah. singer. But there's, I can't think of any reason for uh, causal. There's no controversy around them. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to get too much into bitching about Bandcamp because yeah, <laughs> I like Bandcamp. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, looks- I like Bandcamp, and it's like it's, it makes me sad that that happened to it, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, so Justin, let's kick it back a little further uh, and ask you some questions about your influences and inspirations. Um, who would you say kind of got you into metal music? Like, what bands really kind of converted you? Um, so when I was a kid, see, my, my parents were big metalheads. Um, my dad, he, he loved like, you know, Slayer and stuff like that back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And, um, I actually remember going to, uh, Best Buy when they still had CDs. I don't know if they still do. I don't know. I don't go in there, but, um, I went in there and, you know, you could buy metal albums back then. And uh, I bought, like, I would slowly, like, save up my allowance to buy every Slayer album in their discography. And uh, <laughs> I remember doing that with um, 
I'm not a big fan of Metallica anymore, but like I did that with their eighties albums also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know how it goes. It starts to, you know, it's like taking the medication. The dose should start to wear off. You need to get something heavier. Yeah. Uh, then I started going towards darker stuff. Um, the the band that got me into death metal was Bloodbath. Uh, nice. I, nice. I found them when I was like 14. Um, Nightmares is made uh, flesh or whatever. Yes, that one. That, that's a great, great album. That, that has uh, Eden, right? Uh, I thought that was... Uh, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's that one. Let's see. My memory is shit right now. <laughs> Sorry. <man. laughs> I think it has. It's uh, it's the one from the vocalist from Hypocrisy, right? And then it's got yeah, nine, yeah. it's got Eden and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cancer of the Soul. Those like two of the catchiest songs that Bloodbath ever put out. Yeah, yeah. When you say Eden, I thought you meant like somebody's name for a second. Oh, I'll sorry. It it's, it's, a, it's the accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like you said Ian. Yeah. Ian. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Peter, Peter doing vocals, and that was honestly that was like, in my opinion, like I love hypocrisy, but like I feel like Peter's best vocal performance was in Bloodbath. I feel like, like every artist that does vocals for Bloodbath, that's the case. It's crazy. Like Michael Ackerfeld's best performance was also Bloodbath. Like anyone that steps into that band just like elevates. Yeah, this is true. I'm actually really big fan of old opeth though so yeah, i slight, slightly disagree i think blackwater park i mean that's okay i do love that too yeah that's gotta be his best vocal performance because um you know doing all the death metal vocals and then singing on top of that and then doing guitar that's it's pretty insane yeah it's I like oh, well that, that and deliverance deliverance is also is fantastic on deliverance too yeah exactly I really, I'm really bummed out at their career shift because, like, personally, I love I love prog rock, but I find their like their prog rock boring. Which I didn't, you know, it's sad to say because they're such a talented band and they just that creative like genius that they had with the metal stuff. They kind of lost it when they shifted genres. Yeah, they lose that. They lost that flair to them. Yeah, exactly. It's not exciting anymore. Like Opeth, like the early stuff was like. Every album, like, what are they going to do on this album? What's it going to sound? You never really knew what they were going to like throw at you, type thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even even uh, uh, Damnation, the the fully clean vocal one, that was a fantastic album. That was like excellent. Oh yeah, um, yeah, like that's probably where my love for you know like the hybrid sounds come from because I listen to Opeth and stuff like that when I was when I was a teenager and uh, it's just boring to you know do what everybody else is doing like uh, like stick to one sound that's all you can do if you put if you put down rules for yourself then that's just kind of defeating the purpose of you know making music it's, you want to be innovative so right yeah, I think it's like there's a whole thing. It's like it's a really it's tough though because metal fans are really fickle, so it's hard yeah. for sometimes like a band changes sounds trying to progress and their fans just shit on them. 
and then sometimes yeah, they, like, they, they, they change like the same thing exactly it's like you, you can't yeah. ever really please everyone you know what i mean it's like you right. either progress and lose some fans and gain new ones or you stay the same and just keep the same fan base i wouldn't uh, want to do the same thing over and over again though if i was a musician like because you've already done that so you got to progress i i thoroughly expected that when um I released the new Volus album. I thought I was expecting this to happen. I, like it didn't really happen though. But I mean, I did have people like say, you know, oh, this is not as dissonant or something like that. And I'm like, right. what? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, like- it, it wasn't. But I think that what you replaced, like, I think that the diversity you brought to the album. Was uh, uh, I liked it? It's my favorite work of yours so far because I think it's the most technically complex and, and, did, and it's the most advanced songwriting. You did everything on that, right? Yep. I yeah, did. it's awesome. Thanks, man. Um, How did, uh, when did you start learning um, to play multiple instruments? Um, so when I when I was a teenager, like my first actual instrument, my first attempt at music, period, was actually bass, and then. Uh, I kind of got aggravated with it and I stopped doing it. And then like, like that following year I started doing vocals and vocals has always been like my main thing. Um, I've been doing it the longest, the most consistent. And then uh, I picked up guitar again um, back in 2016 or something like that. So in my opinion, I've only really been seriously doing instruments since 2018. So wow. it's a, I guess it's just like a, it's like a necessity for me to play instruments. Um, I don't know. And then like just that drive to figure it out, I guess. But I think a lot of people hit a brick wall with learning instruments because they go on the internet and they try to cover any song but they don't realize that that song, you're not really going to cover that song because you don't have the exact same gear. You don't have your guitar set up the same way. So people get frustrated with trying to copy. Like when they do the cover, they realize you gotta realize you're never going to actually match that tone. It's never going to sound the same. So people get aggravated and stop playing because of that. But that's, that's why like, instead of like learning other people's songs, I just went straight into songwriting with guitar. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I know how to cover like some light metal songs. And I guess that's why like on guitar, my forte is like, you know, it's like black metal, black and death metal. Cause I can't write a song with a tremolo riff. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta have it. That's my, that's my thing, man. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I did that. And then uh, what really kicked it off for me, though, was when I was doing bass for um, Morgan Walker and doing vocals. And then I yeah. did the bass for Future Fine Cadaverment. And then... Was, was Morgan Walker the one that became like, Flesh Configuration? No, um, Future Fine Cadaverment. Because That's what I was. sorry about that. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. Technically Putrefine, we split that. It wasn't really like a name change. Um Sonic Madness was a Morgue Walker. That was an actual name change. Because okay. the okay. whole line the whole lineup 
pretty much the same. But um, Putrefine wasn't the same lineup. It was just oh, me, yeah. and, me and Blake that were the same people. Right. Yeah. Sorry, because we need to derail you there. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, uh, that's why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, with the instrument thing, um, yeah, um, I, you I were used, playing I, bass and you were talking about bass, yeah, yeah. Um, I used uh, session drummers for a while with Volus. Well, actually, yeah. it's just two two session drummers. Um, and um, and then I ended up just programming on the last one. I guess it was kind of like a. I want to see if I can actually pull it off. So <laughs> nice, but I've got the drums where they sound very realistic. That way, it's not like a, you know, such a ear sore. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it's just like, wait, is that that's not real? Is that a <laughs> kit? I try to, I tried to make it to where it was like within Reason. reality, <laughs> not like something like you know, infinite annihilator or something, you know, like we're yeah. Like yeah. stupid ass fucking drums that just don't make any sense. Like there's no way yeah. you can play that real well. Well, I mean, infinite annihilator in general as a band is stupid. Like it's, it's fun as hell, but it's really, it's really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Which is honestly like, in my opinion, kind of disappointing. Cause I mean, I actually, I don't hate all of Deathcore, but I have a I have a I'm disappointed with it its direction because like in the two thousands, like when it was like super raw and didn't give a fuck, it was almost like borderline death grind in a way, how I see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um and um just something happened, I guess, like the biggest bands in the genre decided let's go pop music pretty much. <laughs> And, uh, but, um, damn, what was I saying? Lost my train of thought. Yeah, it was like uh, deathcore, man. I, I, I always, uh, I love some good deathcore, but like, I, for me, and I, James and I, I think don't see eye eye on this one is but the, uh, the piggy squeals, man. I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, why are you doing that? No, I'll clarify. You know? I, I, I hate it in deathcore, but I love it in slam. I'd be all about some slam, but then I'm just like, why did you do that? Like shit, man. Because <laughs> the whole the whole point of slam <laughs> is to be like as as dumb and primitive and knuckle dragging as possible. That's, right, that's right, why right. that's why I love it. It's just like it's such a stupid genre that it makes me so happy. Hey, now I remember what I was saying. So mm. the reason why <laughs> infinite knowledge shit. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I think if an annihilator is like disappointing is because they do black tongue and I actually like black tongue uh for what it is. I mean uh me and Jared actually have the same opinion. You wouldn't think Jared uh, you know would wouldn't like that, but it's actually not bad. I don't I don't think they're black kinda in their own a... they're in their own <laughs> league, I feel like, to be honest. They're like Blast. that. They're the, like the Good release. Year, right? They put out that. Uh... They did Falsifier, right? Back in the day. Yeah. They're like newer stuff's like way better than that. But 
I'm not saying I'm a Black Tongue fanboy. <laughs> I barely listen to them, but if I was that, if I was forced to listen to Deathcore right now, I'd I'd have to pick them to be honest. I've never really listened to them. I actually have to go check that out. They're not they're not bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but they did spawn a lot of um really bad bands from that. <laughs> It's kind of like Meshuggah existing and then Jim. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but like Meshuggah, the funny thing is that Meshuggah like distanced himself from Jen. Like, yeah, no, we're, we're not that. Yeah. Um, didn't they put out like this album that was just straight up um, like Raw's like in the studio or something, something like that? Meshuggah? Yeah, recently. Yeah, they did a new. I haven't listened to it yet, but I think they just did a new one, right? Like uh, three months ago or something. Something like that, dude. I'm so behind sometimes. Like, I, this is this is bad, guys. Like, I, you know, I get all these submissions and stuff, and I'm writing my own music, and I'll get stuck on like maybe three or four albums from like a couple years ago. Like, I just get stuck on them. Like, I just I listen to them a lot. Like recently, I just been listening to that fucking Last Mayhem album that came out. <laughs> yeah, do you like that one? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. I, everything they've done since he's the vocalist has been, in my opinion, their best work. He is like god tier vocalist in my opinion. Yeah, for black metal. yeah, yeah. We talked about this. Uh, yeah, you know, esoteric. Um, that that album. Yeah, it's it's a masterpiece, dude. That's like that's one of my favorite black metal albums ever. I think there's nothing else that that's quite the same as that. It's very special. Yeah, dude. Like, um, <laughs> it's funny because I think like I think it was like 2013 or 14. That was about like when I was 18 or 19, I think. Um, like, I liked black metal back when I was a teenager, but like. I felt like I wasn't, I felt like it wasn't like the best. It wasn't as good as death metal for me. Like it just didn't, didn't have that, like get that itch for me. Mm. But then I started listening to mayhem and then like, I started finding like some uh, black and death metal stuff. And then that was just like, Holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they're and actually I, one of the first bands that got me into black metal, like, you know, proper black metal too. It's uh, that album Chimera. That that was like yeah. the first like proper true black metal album I really fell in love with. Yeah. Oh, and then I remember finding Emperor for the first time. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I, I should say like the first black metal album I really bought was like uh, In Sorte Diaboli by Dimmu Borgia, but that's. You know, it's like it's black metal, but it's not yeah. like traditional second wave, like yeah, you know, black metal, black metal. Yeah. I still stand by that. Sorte Diabole is a solid album. I like it for what it is. Yeah, like it was funny, dude. I remember uh, recently I was talking to this guy, and he was just like, "I like old demo," but he's like, "I've never been a fan of Cradle of Filth," and I was like, "Yeah, Cradle of Filth is hot topic black metal." <laughs> Danny <laughs> Filth would love that. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. The, 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 the thing I would say about them is that they're, they're like a gateway band. If you want to, if someone's like yeah, not true. into black metal, you can be like, 
yeah, check this out. You'll probably find it like palatable. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's black metal light. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. They they just kind of remind me of like I don't know, like this is this spooky Halloween metal that you yeah. listen to. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. they're no, not really it. black metal. They no, they're not. They they know they're not black metal though. They call themselves gothic metal. So I think yeah. that I guess that fits for them. I think so too. They like a lot of their music has that super gothic feel to it. Yeah. And he's got he's got the whole aesthetic going as well. So yeah, it's weird. It's like I've never been a big fan of like that synthy, like super synthy, like um black metal, like that, like demo and it it has to be like very tasteful. And it's funny because on this Volus album, people thought that that was synth, but no, it was just a lot of reverb on the guitars. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean like a uh, symphonic black metal? Yeah. Not really a big fan. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm picky with it. Like I like a couple of bands that do it, but I struggle with some of them. Like I think Carrick Angren is one of the best ones that do it. Cause they do it tastefully with like a full orchestra and they make it very dramatic. Like, uh, they kind of like the black metal equivalent of uh, septic flesh. Oh no, I'm gonna rip you for this one, Jay. You don't, you don't like septic <laughs> flesh? No, I'm talking about Carrick Angren. Oh, you don't like Carrick Angren? No, <laughs> I, I like them for what they are. I think I think you have to approach them as like okay. The way that, the way that I view them is like the black metal equivalent of King Diamond. They're like a dramatic storytelling over the top kind of you know what i mean it's like it's meant to be yeah. kind of camp like because you know king diamond it like, is campy it is campy, king, king yeah. diamond's super campy like and that's what i love about it it's just like he doesn't give a shit he's like i'm gonna make this like really cheesy horror music soundtrack and you're gonna love it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah i know if you pro- that's how i approach them with that from that viewpoint and i think if you look at them like that it's kind of you can kind of think about it differently but if you look at it like I, straight it's like black metal it's 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 hard to take seriously Hey, listen to this though. We're both gonna get our metal cards revoked because I said go <laughs> listen to Black Tongue, and you said I like Car Congren. <laughs> Poser alert! Poser alert! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, no, nah, man. Uh, I I listened a little bit of them like when they first came out, and uh, I thought it was good. But I think what I I started to dismiss dismiss them was when they put out a band shirt on the back of it. It literally said, get the fuck out of my woods, bitch. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> or something remember, like that. I, I remember like, that. I was just like, what? <laughs> what? That was, uh, they did like a German fairy tale album. Uh, it was a black metal version of Hansel and Gretel. And uh, th- that's what that was from. Um, that was not their best work. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, their best work though they, they did two really cool con- three really cool concept albums one was um the story of this haunted castle from the medieval like the middle ages which was really cool the next one was a uh, story of like a dutch merchant ship with a captain that got cursed and then the third one which the third one's my favorite but a lot of people say it's the shittest one i love it is about uh soldiers committing suicide in world war ii hmm. oh yeah i remember that one yeah, that's my favorite one, but you're right. I'm probably going to get my, my middle card revoked. <laughs> <laughs> no soup for you. 
Okay, let's talk okay. about how much we love Five Finger Death Punch next time. <laughs> <laughs> Your next level. That death course, uh, I was going to say, we just, um, it was that band Sacrificing Ellen. Trying to find their album there without typing it in, but that one's the band's pretty cool for deathcore. I haven't even heard of them. Sacrifice and Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> here we go. To be fair, like parody celebrity bands are pretty funny. Do you remember what uh, that band? It was the guy from. There's a medical who was a medical band who the guy tried to have his wife murdered from an, with a hitman. Is it um, as the laid on? As the laid on, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a side project that was completely Arnold Schwarzenegger themed. Oh, yeah, was it like Austrian Death Machine or something? Yeah, like that? that's the one. And then, like the whole album was full of like outtakes from his movies, like sound bites and stuff. That's funny, yeah, unbelievably stupid, but they're funny. You know what's funny about that dude from SLA dying? He's like a, a life coach slash motivational speaker now. I'm like, I don't think I don't think you're the person people should go to for like life advice. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just that that Christian evangelist thing or whatever. Which does, is, he yeah. have, does he still have like credibility with them after trying to murder his wife though? It's like, are they cool with that? It's like I it was a one time thing. They were, I think maybe like the original two dudes that made the band were trying to maybe like he was trying to hold on until he could like try and maybe work out a deal to buy the rights to the band or something. Maybe I, I, I don't know. Like to me, I think maybe it's like a business thing to try and keep the peace until he can friggin' part ways. I don't right. know. All right. Let's talk something controversial right now. Pantera reunion tour thoughts. <laughs> uh oh. Gonna well, get people I'm, mad. I've always be. had a uh, unpopular opinion about Pantera. I've never really digged them. I oh. will say they've that- got a cool, like you know, like some like some good riffs and whatnot. But this snap, but I'll tell you, it's not something. It's like I'm like I'm never gonna go like put it on on purpose. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same with that. Like, I definitely appreciate Dimebag Daryl's like songwriting ability and his guitar. Like, he wrote some some of the catchiest riffs I've ever heard. But yeah, as a whole, as a band, like they don't do a huge amount for me because it's all kind of the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I guess I have a sort of an opposite opinion. Um, okay. So, um. But they're a southern metal band, though. So <laughs> it's not even that. Okay, so I have a big, uh, I have mad respect for uh, Insalmo, and I'll give you my reasonings. Okay. It's not for Pantera; mm-hmm. it's because of all the side bands that he's in. Yes, I will agree with you there. Down is fantastic. Yeah, and uh, what Burn was the other? Smoke. There was that other one he did that was like super aggressive. Uh, it's like crossover. Um, Called. I think my favorite one that he's in is Scour. He's actually okay. in the Scour is uh it's it's black it's got black metal elements, grindcore, punk and thrash. Um, I actually haven't heard that one. I've never heard of them. Check that he's out. actually he's actually that band actually has the old basis from Cattle Capitation in it. Oh really? Yeah. Um, okay. It's pretty sick um the reason i 
reason I have respect for him is he's always um, he's always had a, a respect for the underground. Like mm-hmm. he never he never forgot about the underground. He's not one of them like guys that got like super huge. Um, and just you know, just so full of themselves. I've never met him though, so I don't know. I don't know if he's a cool dude or not. But uh, right. I, you know, you can see the uh, what he's done. The effort. With all these other, and he was in necrophagia. Necrophagia, yes, he was for like three years, right? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he used the uh, alias uh, Anton Crowley, right? When he played on uh, that uh. Holocausto, uh, De La Mort album. Yes, yeah. love that album. Necrophagia is one of my favorite death metal bands. It's super underappreciated, honestly. Like they, they deserve so much more recognition. I've actually hung out with Killjoy before, uh, before he died. That was um, such a loss, dude. I was so upset when that happened. I did sound for them, um, at Ground Zero in Spartanburg, South Carolina. That's awesome. What was he like? Was he a good dude? He was cool as fuck, dude. Um, I remember I was uh, done wrapping up the show. This was a fucking killer lineup, by the way. I did sound for it was fucking Venom oh. and Necrophagia, nice. and uh, I think Destroyer Six 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 was there too. Ah, Aussie guys, and uh, it was crazy, dude. It was a good ass show. It wasn't technically Venom; it was like Venom Inc., you know. But oh um, yeah, yeah, but you formed band. But it still it still humbled me. I mean, it was like, holy fuck, dude! This is some fucking legends, you know. So, yeah. Um, I remember I was done wrapping everything up, and uh, I was uh, sweeping the floor or something. And I have a Kurt Barlow tattoo on the back of my um, left arm, and yeah. he saw it, and he was like, "Holy shit, dude!" And he had a Kurt Barlow tattoo too. <laughs> but awesome. you know his wasn't as like custom and badass looking it was just like something he probably got from back in the 80s or something like it looked you know it looked like one of them little you know little small tattoos or whatever but i mean it was it was cool dude like i was like oh shit and he talked to me for a while i mean but i was kind of like what the fuck when he died so that was so sudden. It came out of nowhere. Like I, uh, I didn't expect it. But, um, and like the thing is, like their last album that they did was. Did you like it? Because I absolutely loved the last album they did. Oh yeah, uh, the White White Worm Cathedral. Yeah, Angel Blake. I was playing the fuck out of. Yes, out of and the the, ex- the Exorcist one. Um, the one that's Exorcist themed was it called Kill the Priest? I think. Um, I, remember, I can't remember. Brendan, have you listened to those guys? I believe so. Yeah, you, you got to get into Necrophage. them. Also, Harvest Ritual Volume 1 was one of the heaviest albums. Like the down tuning in that, like the, the guitar tone was absolutely crushing on that album. The one that had like a Dead Skin Slave, Unearth, Kilibera X, Return to Texas. <laughs> Let's see. I'm just going to go back to what I was saying about uh, Phil, though. Uh, mm. I got mad respect for him because, you know, he's he, he's been, you know, he's done all these projects. And like, I'm, I'm on the same fence. I'm on the same fence. I mean, I, I 
I mean, I, I like Cowboys from Hell and shit like that, but like, I don't, I don't go out of my way to listen to Pantera, and I won't be at the reunion stuff that they do. But um, you know, if they want to, um, if they want to, you know, do a reunion, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, let them do it. Let them. Let, let people want to see it. We'll see it, and that's what's important, right? Yeah, yeah. let them. Let them make some money. I mean, yeah, if you're one of those fans <laughs> that's like it's not going to be the real Pantera, then just don't go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like the like shit on the internet. Like if you don't like it, then don't look at it. You know. Like yeah. They're gonna have uh, apparently Zach Wild on guitar as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there'd be talented people on there, and it, I think it will ultimately be fun for the people that go. You know, from from what I heard, um, Zach Wild and Dimebag were um, good friends. Yeah, so it's almost like you know, it's a tribute. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that's why they. Well, I mean, I yeah, feel kind of, I mean, they, they feel kind of said that it's meant to be more of a tribute than a reunion like type a, thing. like a comeback i, I could see why right. i i could see i could see people being mad if they started releasing new music i mean yeah this but, is not going to be it's not the, it's not the same because it was like you know it was, it was the brothers band they they made pantera and like right you know, if, if they're trying to resurrect it it's kind of trashing their memory a little bit um yeah. but yeah i think like a tribute thing is, is is different um i could see why people would say it's a cash grab it might be a cash grab but you know it's, it is what it is it's a music industry it's an industry yeah, it could be. It, you know, it could be classified as a cash grab, but hell. Well, it's like Rage Against the Machines was an absolutely massive cash grab. You see what they were charging for tickets to their reunion tour? Yeah, like absolutely. I don't insane. even want to know. It's probably like the cost to go see Tool. Like, oh, dude, this this Tool prices are disgusting. It's like the shittest seats in the house, like a hundred bucks or something. It's like, and that's for like at the back of the room behind a pole or something. Right, right, right. But what I'll say about Ansamo is, if he didn't have ties to death metal and black metal like he does, like supporting underground, then yeah, I'd just be like, whatever, you know, about mm-hmm. him. So I, uh, but he you know he supports the fuck, supports the fuck out of it. So that's well, that's uh, how I felt about yeah. Trevor Trevor Strand from uh, Black Dahlia, like. If, whether you like Black Dahlia or not, the dude was an absolute champion of underground music. Like, yeah, he, uh, he used to yeah. write blo- he used to write blog posts and stuff of bands that he liked that had like a couple of hundred followers and put them in magazines and stuff. And like, he'd pick random no name bands to support and tour with him. And yeah, he was like just obsessed with like promoting underground music, which was awesome. So he was a, he was a huge loss for the the scene, really. Yeah. See, I've never. Um... I remember when I was a teenager, like in high school, I liked Black Dahlia, like their original lineup, like, you know, like um, Defolate and shit like that. Um, yeah. And they had, you know, you know, they had their original bassist. They had their, um, that second guy that was on guitar that did the solos mm-hmm. back then. I can't remember what his name is. Um, and then they had Shannon Lucas on drums. Like that, I don't think Shannon was original drummer, but, you know, he, he was like uh, one of the most prominent ones in that in that band, but um, they were sick back then. I remember I stopped listening to them about the time Ever Black came out. Ever um, Black, this uh, one was that one. Uh, Ever Blacks. I just um, I don't know. It's like 
I don't know. I I just moved on to other yeah, other shit. I, exactly exactly the same as me. Actually, the last album I listened to of theirs was Ritual, and that had some pretty killer songs on it. And then everything after that, I never really got into as much. So basically, the last album that I actually liked from was uh, Deflorate. Um, that had some good songs. Heavy. Nocturnal was, was Nocturnal was a fantastic album in my opinion. That that had some killer tracks on it. It's funny because about the same time I was listening to that album, Deflorate. I was listening to Arsis at the same time, which is kind of funny because the dude from Arsis went to Black Dahlia. Um, I think on that ritual. No, not yes. ritual. Is it ritual? The green album? Yeah, that's ritual. That's the one that has okay. uh yeah, that's 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 the one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I stopped listening to Arsis in twenty thirteen as well. Uh with Unwelcome was the last Arsis album I listened to. Yeah, Trevor Trevor was like you know, Killjoy Don. It was like, what the fuck? This is weird. You I know. Think he, it was so out of the blue, dude. Yeah, because he always seemed like the most outgoing, happy, chill, fun-loving dude. But I guess he had a lot of mental health issues, and it's like that's a thing you just never really, you never really know with people. Yeah, man, it's shit's heavy, and sometimes it's too heavy. They don't reach out. Whatever happens, you know, it sucks. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, it does suck. Well, okay. I want to give are, you a chance as well. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? You guys are awesome for doing that mental health compilation. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it means Thank a lot to, to both of us, like uh, to all of us. We, we all have our own uh, struggles with it and we've all lost people to it. So, you know, it's one of those things that everyone should really do whatever they can to support. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm all and for. The very at least, um, you know, get people avenues to to help even if like you know they're not listening to our our music but like they they see it and they 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 understand the message you know so yeah it's it's the stigma as well it's like you got to get rid of that stigma especially in like in the metal community there's that whole you know macho i don't i don't want to talk about feelings and stuff and like you know but if you're feeling that low you, you really need to talk to someone there's nothing wrong with that it's not weakness which is uh it's a stigma i'd love to help remove it's, it's a, that's a long battle. It's going to take time. Hey, you know, you, you know, you know how um, good of friends me and Jared are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember one time I was telling him I was depressed, and he said, "Go ahead and noose up." It's like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the kind of thing. Uh, that's yeah, that's... Jared. That's Jared for you. Yep. <laughs> uh, I was just like. Fuck you, Jared. And then he'd just be like, and then then you know he would he'd stop joking. And he'd be like, all right, what's what's going on? And then you know he's a good dude, but it's yeah. it's fucking funny. He says that shit. He'll say that shit. Just go ahead and do so. Just like shut up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, <that's> <laughs> um, I want I want to make sure that you had a minute or two because I know how much you love it to uh, talk about Warhammer <laughs> on this episode. Um, so do you want to tell us uh, the meaning behind the Vargas name? Okay. So Vargas comes from um, a unit that you can play basically in Warhammer Fantasy from the uh, Vampire Counts. It's um, they're, they're Vargas. They're like, they're like vampires that have um, forsaken blood. Basically they turn into monsters like a monstrosity. Um, it kind of reminds me of, um, 
I don't know if y'all have ever seen that movie, Daybreakers. Yes. Yep. That's a great movie. Uh, it's like, you know, you know, you go without blood, you start turning into a, like a monster. To a beast. Yeah. So that, that blood keeps you from, you know, turning into that. But yeah, I thought that it represented it. And plus, I'm a big fan of the Total War Warhammer games. So I love yes. fucking using that. I fucking Same love man. using Vargas. <laughs> Are you like playing on a computer or like uh, like actual yeah. physical games? Uh, I don't do tabletop. Um, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like um, fun though. Oh, it yeah. does. It's like, uh, but I feel like it's one of those hobbies that's all consuming. Like you just, once you start, you can't stop buying them and it becomes like an addiction. It's funny because people talk shit about how many DLCs uh, Total War or Warhammer games have. And it's like, we'll go play on tabletop and see how much money you're about to sink in. <laughs> right. I love the DLCs though, because it keeps it interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a new faction. Here's some new units. Here's yeah. a new like, map to play yeah. on. It's, it's awesome, dude. What are you uh, playing on? PC. Uh, P- PC. That's the only way you can get it. Yeah. Have you do you play them, Brendan? I I've got them as well. Great games. I I don't have a PC to play. I just play Xbox, but right. Um, yeah, play on the six box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I think they have Warhammer on there. I gotta check it out. I feel like there's something like that. Uh, you're probably so, thinking of like that Vermintod. Possibly. I don't know. I got because this is this is uh, Warhammer Total War. Is the, the PC? There's two, yeah. there's two. I think there's a third one coming out, isn't there? Second. Uh, uh, it's already. It's already out. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. I don't have that one. I have to get that. I wouldn't get it yet. It's got no? mixed reviews. Um, we're still trying okay. to work work on some things. When do I wouldn't get it. Is it pretty new? Yeah, I wouldn't okay. get it. I wouldn't get it till they put that Mortal Empire shit out. You know, uh, the ca- the campaign, Mortal yeah. Empire campaign. But right. yeah, it's got ooh six out of ten. Yeah, that is a they, shame. Ru- they rushed it. Who's uh? Is it same factions as the second one, or do we? Is it no, new teams? New, new factions. New. Huh. All right, I'm gonna have to look after this after this podcast. I'm <laughs> now. Curious. Oh, that's got space dwarves. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Stop talking about. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like forty. I like forty k also. The forty. Yeah, me too. I'm not, I'm not as like educated on forty k as as I am on um, you know, uh, fantasy. I would play fantasy. the shit out of a Total War forty k game though if they made that. They got a shit ton of them. That would be like a Total War forty k one. Oh yeah. That, that oh would be, yeah. Yeah. That would be sweet because I played those. Uh, I played the first. Uh, what was it? Warhammer 40k, the, the original strategy one, and then the second one. I didn't like the second one nearly as much as the first one, but they were both good. Hey, Brennan, if you got some extra cash, you should try that Necromunda hired gun on Xbox. That's that's Warhammer 40k. It's a first person shooter. Did you ever play Firewater I'm back that in the day? right now? Wait, what? Necro Hunter 100, you said? No, Necromunda. Oh, Necro. Munda. Did you ever play uh, Warhammer 40,000 Fire Warrior back in the day? Uh, I don't think so. It's on uh, like PS2 and original Xbox. Oh, let me look at this. 
it was a first person shooter and you played as like a tower fire warrior. How? Huh. It was pretty sweet. And then like they made that third person game, which I also have, which was, uh, what is it? Space Marine. Oh yeah. That one was good. That was fun. Oh, so they do have one. What the fuck? I didn't know about this game. If you can find Fire it, Warrior. you should play yeah. it. It's so it's, it's a it's a great game. It has a two point eight out of five of you, but just ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, okay, I see it. You can get it for five ninety nine on gog.com. Yeah, I see it. Oh. Um, so I don't mean to rush anything, but I have to drive up to LA uh, very soon. So. Brendan, I know you have a couple of things you always like to chit-chat about before we wrap up. Oh. Do you want to quickly uh, launch into yeah. that? Um, let's see. Well, um, I guess I, and out of all your bands and whatnot, um, what was your, your favorite city to play and eat at? Uh, Austin, Texas. For the music um, or the food or both? Both. <laughs> nice. Uh, I played at Dirty Dog, uh, and uh, there's a lot of venues on that Sixth Street. A lot of venues. You know that you. Uh, we've had multiple people tell us that Texas was their favorite place to play. Yeah, dude. Yeah, fun. It's fun over there. It really is. It's just so much to do. Kind of wish I lived there, to be honest. It's a big Damn. state. Big state. Righteous. Um. Oh, righteous. <laughs> righteous. <laughs> um, let's see here. What's um like oh, I mean so you have all these collaborations. Um if you could uh play with any music with uh someone alive or dead uh to make an album, who would you have on the roster? Uh damn. That's a hard question. <laughs> um I'd probably still the fucking drummer from Behemoth. I like him a lot. Um, and maybe do like, oh, hell, I could probably steal Joey Jordison from his grave too. I mean, he's fucking good. It was. Um, <clears throat> he did that. He did that one album with, uh, fuck, Attila from Mayhem was involved. That one band. Joe Jordison was doing a death metal band, like a black death band before he died. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then, um, man, I would, I've always kind of wanted to do this, but, uh, it'd be cool if I could steal a dude from fucking Annihilator. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff, the speed, the speed, ba- the speed metal band? Oh, uh, the thrash metal. Thrash band. I guess they're speed metal. I don't know. Uh, that dude, that guy can fucking shred. He's got some killer solos. But you know, there's so many, so many guys I'd love to work with. Um, really great guitarists. Obviously, I take the vocal role because that's what it usually defaults to. Because I'm always, I've always done vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, Volus was just something like, I want to do this. I want to see if I could do it. <laughs> nice. I yeah. pulled it off. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. definitely. Yeah, Jeff Waters. Jeff Waters is he's fucking awesome on guitar. 
And then, um, yeah, what was your, what's your least favorite city? Like, like, yeah, I'm never going back to that fucking town again, dude. Um, Jared's going to give me some shit about this, but, uh, if I ever have to go back to any, uh, I won't say any city in Mississippi, but I think I played in Jackson, maybe. (laughs) That was bad. What happened? Uh, it's just shitty venue. Uh, yeah, I remember there was a guy who looked like he was using like a Walmart, a Walmart board, it was like fucking hundred dollar board, and he was <laughs> slapping limiters on everything. So it just sounded like a, <laughs> it sounded like a little fuzzy like <laughs> when something would. That was funny as fuck, dude. That was like some opener for us, and I think they were playing deathcore. And like a bass drop come in, and that limiter just like killed it. It just sounded like a like it just sounded like a <laughs> fart. It was so funny. <laughs> so I guess Jackson, I guess Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, that was the one. Never been to Gulfport though, so I don't know. That's where Jared is. And then I just remember uh, it being really. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, you remember what? Go ahead. I just remember it being really fucking humid there. That's why I didn't like it. Yeah, I hate humidity, dude. I don't mind heat, but when it's like sticky and you just like, ugh. You would uh, absolutely hate where I lived in Australia. It was like 7.30 in the morning and it would be like 93% humidity and uh, around 100. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh-huh. Um, or I was like, "What? Have you ever had like a crazy like a uh, moment where you had like something go wrong and you got to fix something on the fly? Um, like playing a show and then something just fucks up." Oh, uh, um, <laughs> um. Well, this kind of goes back to like me doing sound. But um, I did sound for two years, so that was like like live sound at a venue, and that was all improvised. I mean, it's so so different from um, you know, doing studio stuff because you're in a controlled environment. But like live, it's you know, mics go out, all that shit. So when I did play live, and something would happen, it didn't really affect me. Um, we had uh, I think we were playing um. Greensboro, North Carolina, and like, you know, guitarist's uh, head died. Um, that sucked, but I didn't like freak out. Uh, unfortunately, we had to borrow somebody's, but we got through the show. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, did that happen mid show or before the show? Um, I think like a little bit after our sound check. I think one of his, uh, tubes or whatever got fucked up damn so i'm not gonna say the band name but this just literally just happened this week so i kind of want to say it because it's funny um i was at a gig on last sunday and uh the vocalist of the band was trying to get you know have like sometimes go down to the audience to get amongst it type thing and uh they try to jump over the barricade in front of the stage <laughs> bounced off it and landed flat on their back on the ground in the middle of the mosh pit and went down like <laughs> really oh, hard. 
And then everyone kind of just like stepped back, kind of gasped, and then they got up and tried to like act like it didn't happen. But <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Were <laughs> they ultimately they were all right, obviously, right? Uh, I, I assume so. They carried on with the show, finished the show. <laughs> oh, all right, right, right. <laughs> Um, didn't get knocked out or anything, but they they pancaked pretty hard. <laughs> Damn. Uh, and then, uh, me. what was that? Sorry, oh, I, remember you, I remember you showing me that video of that guy that was like, you 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 just like anticipated that he was gonna get fucked up or do at MDF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh, really? like, yeah, I was dude. like, Brendan, watch this dude. Something's gonna happen to this dude. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glued. <laughs> he was he was like he was heading for it, dude. He was like he was so sloppy, and he was just in everyone's way, and he was barely standing. I was like, that dude's going down, and so I started yeah. filming him. And then like thirty seconds later, he just went down like out cold. We saw him everywhere too. Like we met him like the second day, first day, second day. Well, yeah, the first night we saw him and we're like, dude, you were like an absolute, no, sorry, second night. We're like, dude, you're an absolute mess last night. He's like, I don't yeah. remember last night. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. then the, the next, that that following night was the night I filmed him getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I got a good one too of it. I got the whole set. Yeah, it was it was an accident. Like it was very, it was very clear. The guy who knocked him out was just kind oh, of yeah, going yeah, hard yeah. and him being so wasted, his face just happened to connect with the first but yeah, it was still pretty funny. Who who was playing? Um, it was Exhorter. Exhorter, uh, yeah. And they had um, what's his name from Cannibal Corpse on guitar as a surprise. Um, the dude, oh, talking about Pat. Pat, I think it was yeah. Pat. Yeah, the, the dude who got the charges against them recently for the, owning the flamethrower and having human skulls and stuff. I can't remember Pat, what Pat, happened. Pat O'Brien. It was Pat O'Brien, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Pat O'Brien came out uh, as guitarist, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Flame thrower. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. It was like he was like going around the flamethrower or something, and then they raided his house and found like a massive cache of guns and like human skulls and a bunch of weird stuff. It's like that fucking game, um, <laughs> Hatred or whatever. Y'all seen that? <laughs> Uh, the guy with the trench coat. He was yes, like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he like everyone did, deserves to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Been playing as fucking uh, Trevor in GTA Five too much. He's the best character GTA <laughs> wrote. Ever I mean, like, I I love Trevor. Trevor's fantastic. Yeah, I like that when you like randomly pick him like you it would switch to his character and he'd wake up in the field with his toddy waddies on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> him and um cousin Nico um from which channel was he in? That they're like the two favorite characters today. It's it's the one where your cousin keeps calling you and asking if you want to go bowling. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I just found that hilarious. Like dude this guy really likes bowling like the whole game. Yeah, you have to like keep up with everybody, otherwise, like, just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he's happening. Um, Brendan, you got any more of those questions? Or we, uh, uh yeah, we can wrap it up. I... Hey, before you wrap it up, I want to know. I want to, y'all, y'all tell me this. How was MDF? 
Just explain it to me. I want to hear. Oh, dude. <laughs> it, it was it was honestly by far the best festival I've ever been to by like a long shot. Um, energy was just phenomenal. Uh, all the, the lineup was crazy. It was like so many legendary bands, like original yeah. 90s found, founders of death metal type thing. And then it was for us, it was even better because my wife, like being amazing, splurged and bought us the VIP tickets. So we got to hang out in the band area behind the stages the whole time. And we, we met like a bunch of people yeah. from bands, which was super cool. We were um, hanging out with uh, the vocalist from Enforced and Imprecation. And we're just like, didn't know who it was really at first and then we're just like holy shit, oh, shit. wait where those guys go oh fuck they're on stage god yeah, damn we had, we, we, had a, you know, like, we had a brief chat with the dude from uh the vocalist from monstrosity um yep. oh, nice. and then uh who, who's the other band we um the one that we gave the stickers to that that uh that already followed us we were like that holy shit um johnny quartered yeah, Jordan Corded. We were talking to the vocalist yeah. from Jordan Corded, and he's like, "Yeah, I follow you guys on Facebook." And I was like, oh, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that was sweet. And then like, just meeting people there. There were so many cool like characters and stuff. It, it was a good time. It was a very good time. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and then we just we really liked um, Merritt, like uh, Baltimore. I, yeah. I think Baltimore gets a really fucking bad rap, but I I really like Baltimore. It, it was a good time. I, I, yeah, I like it was. There's some like good food. We went to this cafe for breakfast, like right where we were staying, and um, I think it was like basically the same girl working every single day. And yeah. then uh, we all ran into her at the festival. Like, yeah, man, it was cool. Like, like awesome little spot. Yeah, and then like uh, we had fun like outside of the shows and stuff like coming even walking home wasted kind of thing from uh, from the concert every day like we were just going around town slapping stickers on signposts and cars and stuff like uh, <laughs> <laughs> CDM stickers putting them in public bathrooms. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you always gotta you gotta put it inside of the men's urinal so nobody oh, yeah. takes it off. <laughs> so, so we were just a barbecue place and uh, it was like completely clean. We were the, the first one to slap it in there. Um, yeah, but um. <laughs> No, if you ever get a chance to go, if they do another one, I highly recommend it. Um, oh, and yep. funny something, some, there's just a couple of like the big events that happened that are worth talking about that are hilarious. Um, so there was a, a public sex act where a, chick, oh, a, a dude ate a chick out in the middle of the pit while everyone filmed and cheered them on. Um, it was during yeah. the autopsy set. And then like hypocrisy came on and they're like, you guys are fucking animals. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it made it's like, what's wrong with you people? It made the news. Um, and then like uh what else? The, there was almost a riot. So like it rained out right before a bit was meant to go on, and they changed venues from like the main yeah. festival area to this little side venue, and uh there wasn't enough space, and like people just couldn't get in. And for some reason they put these barricades up and blocked it off, even though like there was still a ton of space there. And like the whole crowd just tore it down and like streamed over it, which is kind of funny to see um, yeah. and forced their way in. And then uh, the dude from Mortician, uh, yeah. the, the vocalist from Mortician, was apparently banned from every venue in town, like uh, at the festival, just for like getting into fist fights with everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. But I mean, that's not surprising. The dude's like a wild card. Do you guys remember how like uh, he? carjacked a taxi in germany what yeah do you have you yeah. heard that story 
No, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't make the show. He uh he like held the taxi driver at knife point, stole his cab, and then tried to drive it out of the country and got arrested. Fuck this. Yeah, so he's he's a wild card. There's this really funny video of like this massive bouncer just stopping him from coming in uh, using one finger because he's he's like a little dude and he's like holding him back with one finger and a dude keeps slapping his hand. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say it is pretty funny, but um, they they actually opened the festival for us morticians, but that was the first band we saw the first night and uh, they were pretty they went pretty hard. I mean, those guys are like you know it's mortician. It's they're their own yeah. Band. My yeah. my favorite band was Birdflesh. That was so much fun to see. Oh yeah, Birdflesh. Like, uh, Birdflesh, like musically, not the best band, but energy yes. wise, like absolutely best band of the festival. It was in this like little dingy venue that wasn't the main stage, and uh, yeah, they they actually have like a hype. They have a hype man. His only job is to get the audience hyped and put props in the audience and stuff. And yeah. he was just like throwing like shit. Th- throwing fistfuls of glow sticks at the audience and like blow up sex dolls, blowing them up and throwing them in and stuff and pool um, toys, pool toys. <laughs> um, and then like people were throwing trash cans and like there was like six people crowd surfing at once and stuff. It was he, he had like confetti <laughs> co- confetti cannons. It was yeah, it was wild. It, it absolutely went off. Yeah, dude. dude I remember like um, my old touring band from 2016. Like we we played with some hardcore bands and like these motherfuckers are throwing fucking trash cans and like, they'd be full of shit. And like, there's just trash everywhere. And like, they'd get, they'd get, they'd get fucking chewed out by the people. That's fucking bad. Yeah. (laughs) These, these ones were empty. They were throwing around, but it was freaking hilarious. God almighty. And then, like, uh, the other cool thing was, like, everywhere you went in the city for, like, during the day or around nighttime around the festival and stuff, there was just everywhere. It was just people in metal shirts. Like, uh, we were, like, uh, drinking at a bar the day before we started going to the festival and people were, it was, like, everywhere, like, metalhead. People were, like, you going to the festival, bro, and just start talking to random strangers and stuff. So, yeah, it was a cool vibe. I definitely oh, yeah. That's recommend cool. it. Um, yeah, I really hope they do another one. They said it might be the last one, but if that's true, that's super disappointing. Because yeah, they um, say wow. maybe come back for like twenty three, possible or twenty four, or whatever. Like, yeah, because if if, wow, if they wow, keep doing that, be the last one. Um, they just oh, said like just because the, the people went crazy. Yeah, no, 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 not that. It was before, they actually like they announced that pandemic. before the people. Yeah, it just the uh, logistics of it is a nightmare. They said with COVID and stuff, it's just. Like they had so many headlining acts pull out um, that, I mean, they did an amazing job of filling those slots. Like amazing. Um, like, cause Morbid Angel was one of the headlining acts they pulled out and then Dismember was a headlining act. They pulled out uh, oh, Bloodba- Bloodbath. Yeah. Bloodbath is a headliner. They pulled out and like Bloodbath and Dismember pulled out like 13 days before the friggin' event. Um, yeah. God damn. And uh, they managed to book them in with, um, who did they go with? It was, uh, they got autopsy and immolation and demolition hammer in like such short notice to fill in for them. I was like, dude, that's incredible. Like you guys killed it. Like that's, those are some big name draw card bands to pull out of your hat that close to right. a venue. You know what I mean? Like I, I was very I'm impressed. I'm sure they paid a fee for that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Sure but I, honestly, like for that one. Definitely. I, I honestly would rather see Autopsy than just member anyway. I, I love Autopsy. So I was pretty yeah, happy with that. Awesome, oh, yeah. 
um, I was I was disappointed not seeing Bloodbath because they're a bucket list band for me. Um, I, mm. I love Bloodbath, oh, but yeah. uh, you know it is what it is. I'm, I wasn't disappointed seeing Demolition Hammer. Those guys are sweet as well, but uh, still want to see Bloodbath. Oh yeah. But uh, right. yeah, highly recommend. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, before we wrap up, uh, any upcoming announcements that you want to sort of like any upcoming albums you want to kind of lay out? So like, I know we have uh, Sonic Madness. The next one of those is coming soon. Um, yep. Do you know sort of roughly when that's going to be dropping? Uh, possibly October. Awesome. And then uh, any other ones in the works people should be aware of? Uh I keep it a secret. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and Parathron, Parathron's coming out in August. And then, you know, Sonic's coming um October. Possibly awesome. mag possibly a new Magic Crown, December. Sweet. So, oh, and uh do you want to mention very briefly your uh compilation album, the sampler? Yeah, Pathways to Damnation 2. Um Last one I did was in 2019 and uh, brought this one back. First one was 10 tracks. This one's 20. Um, nice. I was able to, I was able to get um, some fucking death metal legends on here, like Atrocious Abnormality. That's Steve from Comatose Music. Mm. Um, Coat Hanger Abortion, another big band. Yeah, nice. Um, and a uh, bunch of awesome other little bands on here. Uh some people were saying it was just some people were saying, Oh, this is just a list of Justin and Jared. And I was like, Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's uh streaming, streaming everywhere, Spotify, Dang. all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh it's been absolutely awesome yeah, finally man. getting to talk properly with you. Um, we're going to have yeah. to get you, I mean, if we can make it happen, get you Nick and Jared on together. Cause that would be, uh, that'd be sweet. That'd be fun. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening and, uh, we'll have another guest for you guys shortly. Have a good one. Cheers. Okay.